Now, I did say that we're going to talk about the cabinet reshuffle in a moment and reaction with the leader of the Democratic Alliance, uh, uh, John Stiernason. But firstly, though, Mr. Stiernason, on the back of our interview with Johan von Lochrenberg, a whistleblower and former SARS enforcement executive, what course of action will you as the DA now pursue in the wake of the confirmation by the South African Revenue Service that it has no record that the Sudanese businessman declared the 580,000 US dollars that he brought into South Africa in 2019? Well, thank you. Good morning to you. Good morning to the listeners. Obviously, what this has done is uh, pulled away this veneer of respectability that the president tried to shield the Palapala matter and shroud it as a legitimate business transaction. It's very clear that certainly one side of that transaction uh, was conducted with money that had not been declared uh, upon its entry into South Africa. Uh, we've also going to use it to bolster our case for an ad hoc committee in Parliament to finally probe the Palapala matter, to be able to subpoena individuals like the president and other officials to come and give a full account, because clearly the house of cards the president has built around this matter has slowly started to crumble around his ears. And it's a huge crisis for both his credibility, but also for the country's credibility, particularly last the fact that just last week we were grey-listed. And one of the concerns by the International Task Force was the fact that we've got no control over money that could be the proceeds of organized crime or international terrorism entering South Africa and being laundered through here or used here. And this Palapala matter shows very clearly that all the way right up to the top of the president, uh, that involvement uh, is definitely a major cause for concern. Well, as you heard from Lochenberg, he indicated that the onus is on the traveller really to declare money coming into the country and not on the president who received that money, that 580000 Well, uh, that, that may well be the case. But remember that last year it was the president of Mr. Mustafa who were trying to indicate that this was a legitimate business transaction. I disagree. If somebody walks into a motor dealership with a, a suitcase full of dollars, and accepts it in terms of the know your client uh, obligations. There is an obligation to determine whether, in fact, that money uh, and uh, what the origin of that money was. Mm-hmm. And I think there's an even greater duty on care when it's yes. a business being operated by the head of state in South Africa, mm-hmm. who knows full well how important it is that all law of the republic is upheld because yes. that was his constitutional obligation. But let's park that now. We got you here on the president's Hill Ramaphosa that has now announced his reconfigured uh, new cabinet last night. And he appointed Paul, Paul Moshatile as his deputy president and the new uh, uh, president in the Minister of Ener- uh, Electricity, I almost said energy, Dr. Khosien Ramaphosa. Your thoughts on uh, the appointment of Paul Moshatile as the deputy president and the appointment of Ramaphosa as the Minister of Electricity? Well, obviously, the appointment of Mr. Mashatile follows the ANC's long tradition that the deputy president of the organization uh, ascends to the deputy presidency of the country. And obviously, that is the case. And we wish Mr. Mashatile well. We certainly hope he's going to be more, more engaged than his predecessor and hopefully spends more time in the country rather than Moscow. And we sincerely hope he's going to whip some of the ministers in line in terms of their parliamentary obligations, making sure that they're attending their question sessions and answering questions because there is a dismal record in Parliament for that. So we wish you well. I think that the President missed a massive opportunity yesterday evening to really you know, make a groundbreaking step in the fight against load shedding of the country by bringing in an outsider with expertise in energy, both locally and internationally, 
and somebody who is not ideologically bent and somebody who understands what needs to be done to get us out of the crisis. Instead, we've got another recycled political hack, former mayor of Chwane, who did a dismal job there and got himself involved in some rather dodgy matters over there uh, while he was the mayor. Um, And you're now adding um, another two ministers to the presidency, which already has no oversight from Parliament, as is the committee, and and flies in the face of the President's 2019 commitment to lead the process to reduce the size of the cabinet. We now have two new ministries, both of which now add just around 80 million rand a year to the the, uh, price tag for what is one of the largest per capita cabinets Mm -hmm. in the world and one of the least efficient. I thank you so much for your thoughts. John Stiernason, leader of the Democratic Alliance. Now, for more on this, we're joined on the line by Dr. Ngamam Tinka, a political analyst at Nelson Mandela University. A very good morning to you, doctor. And uh, I would like to find out from you your overall impression of the caliber of men and women that the president has appointed to his cabinet. I guess let me start with the overall impression of the politics of the process. I think the president resolved to do the basic minimum when it comes to the cabinet reshuffle, focusing mostly on the most urgent and necessary changes politically. And for me, that means he's chosen the easier path. Um, while it's understandable, given the fact that we're so close to an election year, it's another missed opportunity when it comes to leveraging roles in the state to introduce a new, a younger generation of politicians with a view to helping them to gain political traction once uh, at the level of the party as well. And I think that the president has failed uh, throughout uh, his, his, his tenure to leverage rules at the level of the state um, to, pull, to, to, to foster a transition in the politics of the ANC towards a, 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 a generation of politicians whose politics and orientation is born of post-apartheid realities. And I think that he was the best person placed to do that, given how little runway uh, many of his colleagues that came into the cabinet in the 1990s mm-hmm. have. Do you think the removal of some ministers like Lindue Susulu, Natim Tetua and Kwane Mashabane will have any political bearing on the president? And do the appointments, the new appointments, seem to perhaps inspire confidence among South Africans? No, um, I don't think that uh, these are politically consequential. Remember that the camps within the ANC are regrouping. The president has become a lot stronger, and these politicians do not have a particular political capital to mount a, count, a, a comeback campaign. Um, and 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 uh, I guess there are some good uh, appointments, and uh, we, we uh, I generally am a politics person who would rather give people a benefit of doubt until they prove themselves uh, that they can't perform rather than outrightly judging them.